Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Now, back to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 918 on this Friday night and uh, if you're just joining us here uh, on Global News Radio, uh, President uh, Donald Trump has just uh, spoken and addressed the nation live. A uh, bit of a surprise for everyone, announcing that he has ordered uh, precision strikes on the Syrian regime. And uh, that is being done in conjunction with both uh, United Kingdom and France. And it is, of course, in response to the uh, atrocities, the chemical weapons that were used against the people of Syria. We've got John Raz on the line, uh, as well as Adrian Batra, who are going to uh, join into the conversation. Uh, glad you can both join us tonight, guys. I wish uh, it was under better circumstances. Well, I'll, I'll start with you, John, because I know... Yeah. I mean, uh, look, a big announcement happening, obviously. It's going to have big implications. John, uh, a lot of people saying this is the beginning of World War III. You say what? Uh, let's let's not uh, put the cart before the horse. This is a real problem. This is brinksmanship like we haven't seen it since the era of uh, Khrushchev and Brezhnev. Uh, I am hearing rumors already in the international press that uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, leader of Russia, says, look, if you're going to use destroyers in the Med to fire weapons uh, and then those come anywhere near our forces, we are going to attack those destroyers. None of that has happened yet. But clearly, brinksmanship is there, and whatever relationship Donald Trump may or may not have had with Donald Trump, and there's been no evidence of collusion, but certainly economic ties, these two guys are at odds. There's no question Assad needs to go. There's no question he's a butcher. There's no question he uses illegal weapons and gasses his own people. Uh, and, uh, and I don't think it's an accident that this is coming on the heels of the visit of the new leader of Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. who has been an ally with the United States, uh, with Donald Trump. Uh, this is an old rift between the Shia and the Sunni, and this is, uh, this is serious stuff that the world should be watching. Uh, Adrian, let me bring you into the conversation. I've got a bit of background noise going on there uh, in the back, but uh, I don't think anyone should be surprised uh, that Donald Trump is taking this action. We might be surprised it's late on a Friday night, but clearly there have been conversations going uh, with the UK and France. And so this is not something that, um, you know, the the international stage can now turn around and just say that uh, he's acting in a rogue manner. He's obviously working in conjunction uh, with our allies. Well, so if we go back to earlier this week, I believe that uh, the president's uh, tweet was somewhat irresponsible. But mm-hmm. over the course of the next 72 hours since that, obviously, as you mentioned, Alex, discussions have been having with diplomats and, and other foreign leaders in the U.K. and France. Because one of the things that has been, always been said is when you are going to go about these sort of targeted missions and, the, and, the, and this type of attack, it's very difficult for the United States to go it alone. So he is able to show and demonstrate that he can build a, 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 a small coalition, but an important and strategic coalition with France and the UK in order to um, make those strategic targets what they are about to, what they've already endeavored upon, um, and, and take out those, uh, those military targets in Syria. That's actually quite significant. The other thing that the president also mentioned tonight is last year, almost nearly a year ago, um, when he dropped the MOAB, the mother of all bombs yep. in 
Syria after this other chemical attack um, that uh, Bashar al-Assad, uh, Bashar al-Assad, the butcher, put on his uh, thrust on his own people, um, they had busted out nearly 20% of the Syrian air force. So just imagine what it will be like now when you have a coalition and a uh, and, and far more uh, a, a better ability to have strategic targets. That is going to matter, and that is going to send a message. The problem, and then I think John touched upon it quite nicely, is that we are looking at bigger, broader issues with respect to Russia. And President Trump has now said very clearly over the course of the last few days that uh, you know we have a worse relationship than what we did with Russia since the Cold War. I mean, I would I think many of us could debate that. Now, with that said, things are very bad, and when you have a butcher in Syria mm-hmm. being bathed by by a Russian oligarch um, like Putin, yes, the world needs to be paying attention, but. I think there are many of us, many of us, even those who are extraordinarily critical of Trump, would say this is the right thing to do. Because way back in the day, when President Obama drew that red line in the sand yeah. with Assad and do not, did nothing, mm-hmm. this is the mess that he has inherited. 1,000% right. Everything you just said, 1,000% right. Uh, irrespective, this is principles before personalities. No matter what our feelings about Mr. Trump or Mr. Putin, uh, Mr. Assad needs to be stopped. That's one thousand percent. If anything, it's we're a little late to the game. Yeah, and that we were prepared to put up with Russia's uh, warehousing and supporting Syria militarily, uh, albeit that they made the argument that they were trying to you know go after ISIS, etc. Uh, Assad and Putin have been in bed together and, and with Iran for a very long yeah. time, and infecting Lebanon and threatening Israel, and this needed to stop. And so I will forget about Mr. Trump tonight and say we need to be doing this. I very much hope that Mr. Putin, when he says he, he might actually strike American naval targets in the Mediterranean, is simply rattling a saber. Because if that happens, uh, then Godspeed to us all. And we should, let me, hold on, let me just jump in here because there may be people uh, just jumping into our coverage. We are, uh, if you're just joining us here on Global News Radio, uh, Donald Trump uh, announcing at nine o'clock tonight that uh, precision strikes uh, with both the UK and France uh, are going to be uh, sent into targeted areas of Syria, and we should report that those targeted attacks have already started. Um, I don't know if either one of you uh, would know the answer to this. Would this have needed a congressional approval? Maybe you know that, uh, Adrian. No. Okay. No. No, no, it this was is not, an absolutely. No, this is, this is an emergency, exactly, and, and the, the president has afforded the opportunity to do these types of things by executive order because of his... his he, he, does, all, he, he does, just so you yeah. know that there are checks and balances after the fact have to justify it, but I don't think that anybody, Democrat or Republican, with any common sense, would question his act right now. What... Assad did to his own people, and uh, I, this was, remember, on the heels of the U.N. confirming today that chemical weapons were, get, uh, were used against uh, innocent and undefended civilians earlier on this week. And we're not talking about Human Rights Watch here. We are talking about, we're talking about the U.N., we're talking about players around the world. This guy is using illegal munitions against his own uh, you know, undefended civilians. He's got to be stopped. And Vladimir Putin really should check his pulse. He's a tactically savvy leader, but uh, defending this guy is indefensible. Let me ask you and this then, because... Go ahead, Adrian. Oh, I was just going to say, as much as I'm loathed to give, um, you know, the UN any credit for absolutely anything because yeah, they're yeah, a disaster. <laughs> um, but um, it, what we've seen over the course of the last 48 hours, Alex and John, is the uh, United Nations 
um, uh, ambassador, Nikki Haley, uh, has, has made a very, very, very clear case to the UN that this man, not only were, did he then go attack his own people with chemical weapons, he then blockaded yep. the ability for any medical professionals or medical personnel or mm-hmm. any third party to go in and actually help these people. That's right. So it, and you, if you have any semblance of humanity, all you need to see is one image yes. of one of those babies yes. who has been suffering Ch- and burning. Choking on so their yes, own, yeah. Yes. So, so yes, we can all put our personal feelings about you know what we like or don't like about President Trump aside. He has led this. This is going to be a game changer. And as to John's point, yeah, not only should Putin check his pulse, but Putin should also start looking around his own cabinet table and looking and saying... I don't think that they're comfortable with the with backing the butcher. Okay, so uh, uh, Justin Trudeau has not, uh, the Prime Minister has not yet uh, put out any kind of statement. But yesterday, the Canadian government did say that they will not be getting involved in any action in Syria. So, John, where does that leave Canada? Uh, Sitting on the sidelines, um, completely out of this? Well, let's let's just talk about the practical realities of our treaties. As uh, Ms. Batra and I both know, we are members of NATO, and this is functionally a NATO exercise uh, with our European partners, and we will support them in any way. Uh, we do not have uh, the hard power to do much, uh, but I cannot imagine that Justin Trudeau will do anything in this circumstance except support unequivocally. Yeah. And if he were to mitigate our support, for uh, the action against Assad, warranted, uh, probably too late, uh, deserved and needed, uh, I would say we should call for a special election. I would expect Mr. Trudeau to be out front of this tomorrow morning supporting our greatest ally, the United States of America. It would be hard for him not to, though, given that France and the U.K. are both, um, you know, in, involved in this and, and publicly uh, backing them. It, it would and be by the way, I, 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 like, like Ms. Petra, I never want to give credit to Trump. Very, very smart of Mr. Trump, of the President of the United States, to find coalition partners in the UK and in France who are prepared to join him. So that this, this does not look like just American cultural imperialism. This guy aside needs to be stopped, he needs to be removed, and he needs to be removed years ago. Okay, let me just quickly play um, a clip if uh, people are just joining us of uh, Donald Trump earlier, just a couple of minutes. I'll get you guys to stand by just for a couple of minutes of Donald Trump speaking to the nation tonight. Take a listen. Russia must decide if it will continue down this dark path or if it will join with civilized nations as a force for stability and peace. Hopefully someday we'll get along with Russia and maybe even Iran, but maybe not. All right. So, Adrian, uh, you know, he has uh, laid down the law and um, I I don't know what Russia's response will be. I don't know what Iran, uh, the response will be, but I guess they will uh, move regardless. They're already taking um, targeted hits towards Syria. So it is underway already. And the next move will be for, I guess, Russia. Well, the next move will indeed be Russia. And and as we've already talked about, they have already suggested that anything coming within a certain amount of airspace that they are going to they're going to shoot down. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would yeah. submit to both of you and to anyone listening to us tonight. I don't think they're going to shoot anything down. I think that this is a, a continued amount of saber rattling that is coming from, from, from the Russians and from Putin because he needs to show his people that he is still in a position of strength. I don't think that the Russian people actually have any appetite to continue to uh, be part of a, and I, actually, and not that they have much of a choice, but I just genuinely do not believe that they are, um, 
that that most of the people that are in charge of the Russian government have have a comfort zone, knowing that there are sanctions that can be put on, that there are economic consequences to this, mm-hmm. and then there are even further global consequences to the fact of whether or not we are bombing um, a, a, a country that is um, clearly indicated they have no desire to be part of the global global community. And when you have some son of a bitch like Bashar al-Assad bombing his own people, yeah, yeah people want action. Last point to you, John, and I will point out, uh, hold on, let me point out that uh, John Bolton, of course, started Monday, and it is Friday. Very heavy uh, first week of work. So I just, I just want to tell you what Russia's position remains today and has been for a few hours. They allege that the chemical attacks were staged by Britain and by coalition forces, uh, that there is no truth to them, and that is an excuse to come after Assad and attack Russian interests. So they are not backing down at all up to this minute. I'm looking at their feeds right now, and Mr. Putin is warning, you know, because, of course, NATO said, NATO did declare Mr. Putin, our forces were no match for him. We, we would overwhelm him, and that would be right. But Mr. Putin is suggesting that if the strikes come in and they're coming off coalition force naval hard power, he yeah. will retaliate. And yeah. that is what everybody should be working on yeah. in Washington, Moscow, London, and Paris tonight. It's going to be a busy night. Well, look, I've taken you both out of uh, your Friday night plans, and I do appreciate that very, very much. And uh, I'll thank you as we take a quick thank break you. here. That Our is Adrian Badger jumping in, uh, and John Raz. Of course, Adrian's got military expert, and so uh, she comes with a, an interesting uh, perspective, and John has got an awful lot of time uh, overseas reporting on this kind of stuff. So, yes, the uh, Syrian... Um, defense system is, as we are uh, watching, uh, is in fact working, at firing at U.S. missiles, which are being launched. So this is the Russian air defense system, which is, uh, I guess, intercepting and firing off U.S. missiles, which are in fact doing precision strikes in Syria. So we'll take a quick break here and we'll bring in Charles Adler uh, after the break to discuss this because I'm sure he'll have a couple of thoughts on this. And interestingly, I think even... Pardon me. Uh, Those who uh, despise Trump, um, it doesn't really matter when it comes to the chemical attacks that have taken place in the last week on the children and the women and the innocent men of of Syria. It is very difficult uh, to suggest that missile strikes taking out any kind of um, uh, chemical weapons and or uh, weapons of mass destruction is not a bad thing. However, there will be many questioning as to how far will this escalate? Where does it go? What will we be waking up to tomorrow morning? Because I don't think Russia is going to sit back and just take this. So we'll continue our coverage here. And uh, this is, of course, live breaking news uh, of the president of the United States announcing that they are, in fact, taking military action against Syria, which, of course, then includes their allies, Russia and Iran. I'm Alex Pearson. You have been listening to On Point here on Global News Radio. Precision strikes on targets associated with the chemical weapons capabilities of Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad. A combined operation with the armed forces of France and the United Kingdom is now underway.